Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now you're listening to Perkins and Spiegel on 670 to score. And it brings up Chris Bryant. And Bryant receives a nice ovation from the fans when they... Recall what a great player he was in a Cub uniform for many years. Some of the fans actually standing. Chris not having a big year by any standard. Especially considering he plays half of his games at Coors Field. Bryant takes off his helmet and acknowledges the fans here at Wrigley. You remember that name? Chris I mean, Bryant. I mean, one of the all-time success stories. Of course. Guy who was the college player of the year, then the minor league player of the year, then the rookie of the year, and then the MVP in consecutive seasons. No one's ever done that as a baseball player. I can't imagine that anyone will ever do that again. Just an absolutely remarkable story with a dad who helped groom him to be a truly great hitter from the get-go. We covered it in such detail in this town. His dad knew the swing from Ted Williams, who taught him the swing as a Red Sox farmhand. And, and we watched Chris Bryant become one of the brightest and biggest stars in this sports town. He made baseball look easy. He was a superstar. He had the... The look, the smile, the endorsements, the personality, the likability. He was uh, was unbelievable. And everything that you just said in terms of the accolades, he, he felt like and then was a sure thing. And, and a natural, right? Just yeah. like somebody born to play, uh, just incredibly comfortable doing it, it seemed. Oblivious to weird uh, outside pressures, it had seen. Remember, I remember there was a time, Danny, when like people were like, "Oh, there were rumors out there that he's a drinker. He's a big drinker. He's been partying a lot because he's so handsome and whatever." And then it was the exact opposite. Yeah, it was exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Guy had never had a drink in his life. Yeah, growing up in Vegas and was not a drinker. Yeah, yeah, it was, the, it was the exact opposite. That's what I was like. You know, it's not the nine-figure contract and the good athleticism and the excellent looks and all that that makes me not be able to relate to you. It's that you grew up in Vegas and you don't gamble or drink. <laughs> uh, so it was just that. It was hot. I was like, yeah, yeah we're different. Um, but, no, I mean, he's a legend. He's best player on the Cubs World Series team. Yes. Like, j- just that, that simple, right? So for a ton of Cubs fans, he's 
got to be one of your favorite Cubs ever. Best player on the most important Cubs team ever. And, and, and you, you allowed yourself to think about all kinds of things. One was going to be here a long time for this dynasty. Yeah. Cornerstone. Uh, another was, this is, is this going to be one of the all-time great Cubs. Another was, maybe he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And a, a dominant one was, they got to lock him up. Got to sign him to a contract. Can't let him go. Scott Boris's agent, he's going to push it all the way. They got to offer him a contract. Did they? There's rumors that they did. They didn't. Were they going to get him? No, it looks like he's going all the way to free agency, all the way up until the deadline when he got traded to the Giants and cried in the dugout that day. I wanted them to sign him. I, that, it's like, I was like, he's the best player. Stop. He's the best player. Just bring him back. Keep him here. If he can't be a Cub for life, who can be? Mm. Yeah, it, that was that was the thought. The one that I that I thought should have been more than Rizzo, more than more than Baez. Like I was like I was like he he's the one who who should have been. I was mad about Schwarber, but he was the one that I still wanted to believe in. There's just like the pure the pure talent of it. Yeah, no, I understand because a beautiful base runner, an incredible defender, um, you know, so flexible at multiple different positions. I remember being worried that the league had figured him out and he didn't seem to have a counter, didn't seem yeah. to have a counter move. So, and, and just, just numbers wise, Danny, if we can, like just to talk about that part of it. But people are probably wondering why we're talking about Chris Bryant. That's today. fair. You know, and there's a story that came out in The Athletic where – like, I bet you a lot of people don't even know that Chris Bryant's on the Rockies. You know, he signed that huge deal, and he there's this piece by Sam Blum of, of The Athletic where he has this quote, looking back on it, honestly, I wish things went a little differently. And he references this billboard that was up outside of Wrigley before he had played for the Cubs that said, worth the wait. Uh-huh. He said, I didn't know that billboard was going to be up there, but if I did, I probably would have been like, let's not do that. Let me just go out there and play ball and let me be who I am. Mm-hmm. And he then talks about, it sounds like he kind of regrets signing with the Rockies and the process at which he signed with the Rockies. He said that he should have done more due diligence on their prospects. Yeah, I think that's a, that part of it, I think, is a weird cop-out uh, myself because they're terrible and they're obscure. And you're right. He says, like, oh, I, I, I didn't do as much research into the prospects as I could um, that kind of thing. I, I think this guy chose wealthy, anonymous obscurity. And I think some of the quotes in there are, are him admitting it. The, the quote earlier where he says, you know, there's so much desire to be the best you can be, be the best in the game, get to the mountaintop. But at the same time, as I'm getting older, you have to have the right perspective to first get to that point. I think at certain times throughout my career, I've lost some perspective. It's made me spiral more than I need to. And he talks about being a Rocky as a player, it's an easier spot to be in because you don't really have that outside pressure like the Dodgers are going to have. They invest a lot of money in good players. So they have to go out there and win. For us, we can be someone that nobody talks about. My God, man. Yeah. I mean, but listen, saying we could be someone that no one talks about, reading it how you read it with that inflection, we hear all the time, we're the under-the-radar team. Nobody believes in us. We, we, we hear that stuff all the time about it's true. 
We talk, we talk about the pressures of a big market and expectations as opposed to the nobody-believed-in-us overlooked team. Like It's easier to be yeah. the hunter than the hunted. We, and, we talk about that stuff all the time. And the writer warns me not to connect the dots I'm connecting. Yeah. It doesn't. He, sa- yes. he says it right in there. Yeah. He, he says, you know, it would, be, it would be natural to do that, and then that's when he segues to the, like, I should have done more work at the prospects. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I am connecting those dots. Because, Danny, I watched his love for the situation and the game decay in real time. Well, I think that two things can be true, though. I think that he could have had his love wane with baseball and felt the pressure of the billboard and the weight of... Cubdom. Cubdom and the spotlight and 108 years and all that. But we weren't saying any of that when the pressure was at when the billboard was up and when they hadn't won. That was when he was performing at his best. Well, the, but the last couple of years... There uh, wasn't pressure uh, the same in the same way. Oh, no, no. I think there was a lot of pressure after the... There was more pressure, I think. There was more pressure after they won no. than there was before they won. No. Absolutely. No, they were like... No, 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 no. They were young <laughs> and, 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 and he, he could withstand it. And then as soon as they won, it's like, dynasty. Here we go. You got like got, got to do it again. Got to do it again. Expected to win. Oh, just wait, made it to the NLCS. That's not far enough, you know. And the disappointment well, and that, that pressure. But that I I just think that's different pressure, man. I mean, I was here doing all those shows with you. You think that there was more pressure on the Cubs to win after they won the World Series than than the pressure of 108 years? Yes, I, I don't. I think they won. They won because they didn't allow themselves to feel all the pressure because that wasn't them. They weren't measuring against their own possibilities and their own success. And then once they won, they were expected to have more of their own possibilities and success. Yeah, I do think it was more pressure. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think, I think it was different. And like what you're talking about, like of the, of the dynasty. And then I think, man, what those guys dealt with was the pressure of getting paid. They all, that was a big part they, of it too. So, so to me, that's just like a, maybe. So maybe we're saying the same thing. Like the individual pressure was which one of us is going to get the three hundred million dollar contract? Which one of us is going to get the two hundred million dollar contract? How many of us are going to be able to stay here? Are they going to choose me, Anthony Rizzo? Are they going to choose me, Chris Bryant? Are they going to choose me, Javi Baez? They're not going to be able to choose all of us. I, I think there was like individual pressure. There was on that, but the team pressure, in my opinion, was the the World Series. But he seemed to. When he he still got the huge deal, there has there been reporting on like four other teams offering huge deals. Not that and, I know and, of, and he chose obscure. You know, so if there was a deal that was 180 million from San Francisco and from New York and Colorado and the Cubs, San Francisco didn't want to resign him. They traded for him and then I, had the experience and I, were like, no. I, so I, I hear I hear what you're so saying. If you if he would have chose Colorado. Among four high-priced deals, then I'd be right there with you that Chris Bryant was like scared or running from playoff games and spotlight. But I think he took the money. I I, I think he is thrilled to have gone away from the spotlight. Did that read like a guy who's thrilled? Uh, Did not read it like a guy who was thrilled to me. No, he's a guy who's talking about how it's easier to be in this spot. Well, he's talking about his, he, how, his, how his production dipped with injury. Okay. I, 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 I disagree. I, I disagree. I, I, and and I, I really I think he, he had other choices, maybe not for the same money he wanted to get paid. He wanted to get paid, and he didn't 
he he didn't care if it was necessarily the most competitive spot and he 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 lost the joy for it and you could see it and i i absolutely think that the 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 um the obscurity of colorado was appetizing yeah, he said, and, and here he admits it yeah he I and mean, he also i mean he says on this thing that he thinks that injuries are the reason why he hasn't been producing since he's been there well so, it, it, yeah, it, 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 I don't think it's just injuries. He has fallen apart as a hitter. Like the numbers, his barrel rate, his exit velocity, his expected slugging, all of that has absolutely gone in the tank. He just doesn't hit the ball hard off the barrel of the bat anymore. And you saw that happening, and he did not counter it like we were talking about. It it just feels tragic. Does it feel tragic to you? It feels I, sad and tragic a little bit to me. I mean, he's got a an MVP, a World Series ring, and two hundred plus million in career earnings. So it, it, you know, it, yeah, it, I'm projecting it onto him. I'm projecting on. I think a lot of fans are probably feeling that. What you projected onto him, like what should be his career, what should be his legacy. Yeah. He's, you know, maybe is happy. Maybe is happy just making money and playing baseball in a place where no one gives a crap. And no one in the country pretty much gives a crap. You liked him for quite a while, right, Danny? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Danny, big Chris Bryant fan, and I mean, now he's bad. It's it is crazy, man, that he Chris Bryant doesn't have two hundred career homers yet. It's wild. Yeah, it is wild. I mean, in terms of just the overall. In 2021, he hit 25 homers. Since 2021, he's got 15 homers, Mm -hmm. five in 2022, and 10 last year. And again, injuries, a huge part of 80 games last year, 42 games the year before. His last full season was 2021, played 144 games, and hit 25 bombs with uh, OPS plus of 124 and was an all-star it, it, in his last full season where he was healthy. When, when we were there and we would see them at, at times, you know, when we were doing shows there and stuff, and KB, KB started to shrink away from, from the media, to shrink away from his teammates. No question. And, and shrink away from, from all of it. And this is, this is after they won when, the, when, when like the focus got just so intense and the expectations got so high and certain people are, you know, are, are, not, are not built for that kind of thing when the pressure gets that massive. And so you think if he would have had a seven-year, $182 million contract from the Yankees and a seven-year, $182 million contract from the Rockies, he chooses the Rockies? 100%. 100%. And maybe some of that is a beautiful place to live. And he and his wife want a quieter existence. Sure. You know? And it's like, I don't, I don't fault him for making whatever human choice and family choice made sense. But... That is a dog crap organization who everybody knew was a dog crap organization. And to believe that they were going to compete or going to be good at anything was, was, was folly at, at the time. And we knew it at the time. As soon as it happens, like, what? Really? Colorado? Well, but, you know, I think the goal was to eventually get paid. And he did get paid. You know, he, 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 he got def- the $180 million deal, the generational wealth achieved Spies, what do you think would have happened if he stayed here for his entire career it's a great question he would have had to face the demons and get over it do you think he could fears. have i yeah i, I do i i not not I'm, if he was hurt but like, you know what i mean the, the 
he hasn't played enough games. Yeah, but you recover from injury. But like personally, mentally, what would happen with Chris Bryant if he were if he were the Paul Canerco? If he were a cub for life. Yeah, and, and Canerco's an interesting one because Canerco made himself miserable and hated the day-to-day at some point and then got through it, got over it somehow, you know, channeled it somehow. And that that's definitely the psychology that I'm fascinated by here is like instead of conquering what seemed to be his demons as he lost the love for it, he just went to a place where, it, you know, nobody cares about it. That much. And he doesn't, he doesn't have to care about it that much. And these quotes are him admitting that it's okay. He's just he's that guy getting a lot of points on a bad team in the NBA. Just well, he's, kinda... not, he's not getting a lot of points. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's the thing. Like, the last time he was healthy was 2021, and he was an all-star. And he had a good season. And he was an above-average offensive player. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been since. Like, I, it didn't read to me like a guy who doesn't care. Um, read to, it, it read sad. It definitely read sad. Um, but Wait, a lot of people are disagreeing with me as you were about there being more pressure leading up. I just think it was different. I, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think it was different. It, I, I think the pressure on the team was way higher before. And I think the pressure on the individual after they all had that success was career based. I think, and, I think the pressure for the fan experience was way higher before, but those guys were just, just trying to be good. And that's why it worked, because they were not feeling that pressure. They were just like, how far can we go? What can we do? How far can we go? Well, no, but the slogans beforehand were, we are good. Try not to suck. Uh-huh. Like, you know, sure. There, there, was, there, was, there was pressure that they felt about the Cubs and being asked about ending the, the drought and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but you know, it's pre- it pretty easy to, to, to puncture that. It was like, you know, all, all you guys are doing is, is, is trying to be good. And then afterwards, when, when you're great, okay, now you have to be great. Now you have to be great. I mean, it's a different kind of pressure, but to me, it's way more after you've already won and you got to try and do it again. It'd be interesting to ask those guys now if they felt more pressure before the World Series or or after and what, like, if they could transport themselves into that time and space. Because, I mean, I remember doing those shows with you in 2017 and we would think about, like, what would have happened if they would have lost Game 7? Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that, that would have been... Now it's 109 years. You get there. You don't win. Mm-hmm. We would have. We were saying, now imagine how history would have played out. We we did that a lot. It's true. In 17, 18, 19, and the only reason why it wasn't crazier was because they had that banner. Like I remember that being the backdrop of the whole thing. Imagine if they had lost Game Seven. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous all of that stuff would have been. The the Baez MVP season. The the, the the series against the Dodgers that they lost in what five like that that, that would have been the the playoff the one single game game like it was the wild card game it was it was like that ah, sucks but it's it's okay mm-hmm. they're not going to be a dynasty but they got but they got the one I just think I think fans Win one before I die fans are imprinting like the generational pressure that that we felt and related to our elders that most of the players would would just give some lip service to. But when they would go out and play the game, they were just playing the game, you know. So it, it's it, it's it'd be a good question to ask them directly. But like from our experience, it's one thing. From the players' experience, I think it's a, a very very different thing. So we're gonna talk to Tim Dillard coming up. What is the thing that you most want to learn on the on the conversation? Yeah. So Tim Dillard um, does does games for Bally sports up there in Milwaukee for the Brewers games does pre and post. His dad was a big leaguer. He was a big leaguer. I want to know how council is going to put together this roster. 
I've fallen in love with the idea of Alexander Canario on this team as a DH possibility, as a guy who can play all three infield positions. He played center field today, and I've seen Miles Mastroboni projected to make this roster, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? You know, so I want to think about, like, how Council uses players, how we might be thinking about putting together this roster, that kind of thing. So we're going to see, we're going to put Cubs hypotheticals through someone who knows Council's managerial tendencies next on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.